Uh, here we are, uh, a very special episode of the Underlay Podcast, the Clever Choice Podcast. We've got the A team, self-proclaimed, uh, self-proclaimed A team. <laughs> We've got the uh, the host with the most. I'm Matt, and my loyal co-host is sitting out today. Couldn't quite handle the bright lights, <laughs> but sitting in for him is is Rodman, first man off the bench. So, Greg, welcome. How are you, Matt? I'm good, mate. I, I'm. We're getting good at this. We are. I think yeah. we're going to take this thing over. I think we might. It'll go to the stratosphere. I think. I think. I don't think Mike will be that upset. Yeah, it's become prettier. It, it definitely has. It definitely has. Look at these two, mate. Uh, <laughs> and we've got Josh from Marquez Flooring uh, at Narang. Uh, and mate, we've had you on a couple of times. We've done some dealings with you. Yes. We're becoming fine friends. Yes. I see you've uh, you've, you've you've trimmed yourself up today. You're looking amazing. <laughs> I tried my best. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. You yep. always do make an effort. <laughs> and we're, we're going to save the best for last. Uh, we've got uh, gold medalist Sally Pearson. Hello. Uh, and it's thank you very much for joining us. Oh, that's all right. Uh, it was a thing that's been in the works for some time. I, I remember Josh mentioned some months ago that uh, he was doing a job for you and that it would be great if we could do something. Yeah. And I just said, well, why don't we get her on the podcast? That'd be great. And uh, and thank and you. Here we are. Yeah. And we're, we're and thank <laughs> you for opening my new lounge room. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for opening up your house. Uh, beautiful new renovation, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, being a guest, we, we, we haven't had a gold medalist on before. Oh, really? <laughs> no, you're the first one, surprisingly. Oh, I feel very surprised. Probably Sur- be the only one. Surprising. <laughs> the first and the last. <laughs> uh, the influx now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, you know, stop it. You've built this new beautiful home in mm. and flooring's a key component. It, it really does set the mood. How did, what was your process like sort of deciding what floor you wanted to, to mm. use and, and more probably importantly, like where are you going to get it from? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Pinterest is an amazing thing. So that, it, it sets the mood. You know, you get all your, your inspiration, your ideas from there, um, Google, everywhere. I just looked everywhere for what I wanted it to look like. And because we're close to the water here, I wanted it to have that sort of light, airy feel. Um, and I'm like, okay, what floors do you go with? And there's so many different types of colours and different types of flooring and I'm like I really really wanted timber flooring I've always loved timber flooring I had it in our other house um and I really wanted it again um my husband was like yeah but we need to have carpet somewhere I'm like "Mm, it's just so dirty and if you have rugs you put rugs down and you can just throw them out if they if they get if they get destroyed um and so I convinced him to get timber flooring and then then the process was like okay we've got what we want let's have a look through on Instagram anywhere anywhere we can find it and you know when you talk and your phone's listening to you (laughs) and then all these things start popping up on that's a dead set real thing (laughs) it is it happens and we actually spoke about this on another podcast the other week that's not that's not a joke your phone's listening. Yeah, it yeah. really they is. They know. It knows. It knows what you want. And I'm in digital marketing. <laughs> it, and it's freaking me out. <laughs> and then all these ads started popping up. And then Marcus Flooring's, what's, it, what's your Instagram design? Or Marcus Flooring Design, the design one of ours. Yeah, that, yeah. that popped up on my, on my Instagram. And I'm like, oh, okay. I had a look on there because it was this beautiful house that they were showing. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm looking through on this um, reel that I think came up. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to find out. Oh, who was it? The other, the... The other, the athlete, the the, ru- uh, the video at the time. Yeah, was, that, was, uh, that was the Russell Ingle. Yeah, that's it. Russell yeah, because I, I was looking at that one, and that's when I think I messaged on them. I'm like, I'm not going to hear back, but I might as well just message <laughs> all these people. And I think you, which I is responded, you, yeah. you responded. And then little, little did you know <laughs> that you were messaging the account that has the biggest social media fanboy in the history <laughs> of social media. <laughs> you love social media. You oh, kill okay. it. <laughs> you kill it. Yeah. Well, then when because when I messaged him. 
him, uh, well, messaged the account, the, the account, and he's like, okay, we can do this, this. And then he's like, so, did you know that I actually trained with you on the <laughs> oh, golf course? <laughs> no, I thought we were going to keep this out. I thought we were going to keep this out. No, please don't. No I love way this. in I love the this. world. <laughs> you might not remember me, but... <laughs> and she didn't remember me. I was surprised. No. It was awkward. Surprising. Like, oh, what a small world. <laughs> um, it That's was not why she bought the floor, I assure you. <laughs> I was like, score, I've got someone in the know now. No. Um, no, it was um, it, yeah, it was it was quite funny when that happened, and I was like, so anyway, um, going back to flooring, what can you do? <laughs> um, and then yeah, it just sort of happened, and I think you you recommended this color. Was it you that recommended this color? I think color? what yes, uh, it was a new one that you yes, the range out. itself. I think and then I, you gave I think you gave Kieran a sample. Someone gave him a sample of the flooring, and I really loved the color. I thought it was fantastic. But again, when you are doing a renovation, you can't see the big picture from a little sample so I'm like I'm just gonna have to hope for the best really well really you've got to you've also got to go by the knowledge of the people That's you're right, dealing with yeah. right? so so Josh tell us a bit about the color like this is a new color it is uh and it's from a new range that features a higher well we say a higher spec but men, meaning less uh knots and gum veins but it's not so little that it looks fake. It's like a perfect balance. And then with the colour itself, it's a, a colour that people have been asking for for a really long time. And I think that's probably why we might have suggested it um, because it is a trend that people are looking for, which is a looking for a natural product in a light colour, but it looks still light and natural and uncoated almost in a way because in the past prior to this, I'm not sure if even Sally knows when, when she looks at other photos, but we've always struggled with finding light timbers that don't go like a really orange colour mm. as soon as they're coated and then lose all their effect. We used to get a lot of people say, I want my floor to look raw. And that's essentially what these guys have nailed yeah. with this colour. And it's going to be – it is popular already. And it's going to be really a lot more popular yeah. once people see more of it. So, Greg, you're the, you're the product guru here on the lounge. Yep. Tell us what it is. So, it's funny because it's Oak Perfecto, which is our new 14mm, 3mm veneer product. As Josh said, it's the ABC grade timber, so you get a nice cleaner finish while still looking quite natural. Um, I think the colour name goes to show how little travelled that I am. Cartagena. I kept calling it Cartagena. Yeah, but I don't know how you pronounce it. I was Cartagena. It and I was watching a show with the wife the other night, and I won't tell you what show because I'll get heavily judged for it, <laughs> but they went to a place called Cartagena. <laughs> It was a jewel of the Nile. I quickly <laughs> realised that my flooring colours name's actually Cartagena and not Cartagena. <laughs> <laughs> what were you calling it? I didn't even know what Just it was the one I So, <laughs> so I learned a bit from said show that I must admit is very masculine, manly show. Love Island? Nothing to was do it Love with, Island? No. Actually, surely. It, well it, <laughs> it sounds like, like an island. It was something like that, yeah. It's actually, Cartagena is where they go in um, Romancing the Stone. Michael Douglas and, and uh, what, that movie in the 80s. Kata Haina. It's in Colombia or I something like that. I wasn't born, Matt. It's, big on, it's, big, it's a big drug area. Okay, got you. Okay. The yeah. colour is beautiful. Colour is beautiful. Yeah. When I first looked at the range, one of the first things I said to Michael was, this is going to be your best colour by a straight. And I know um, Danny, um, he, lo he loves it. I'm forever replacing the display board because <laughs> it goes out all the time. Um, but as 
as Josh said, like it's hard to get one that doesn't go that orangey colour or throw that pinky tone. Um, whereas when you've got a nice house like this, it's nice and open. You've got some nice clean white finishes. The colour of this, it doesn't get confused. It just flows naturally. It just gives you that nice warmth to go with the lighter colours as well. Yeah, it's interesting, Sally, that you said that you found uh, your inspiration on Pinterest. And I think that's a really big place, especially for, for renovations and stuff that people go to. Now, Josh... Marquis Flooring is, you, you have really embraced social media. You have really embraced the photos and the videos and, and, and that kind of marketing. It, it, this sort of makes it worthwhile, right? When someone just out of the blue goes, I've seen this, I love it. It, it does, but I think it's, it's probably partly to, as to why we do it and it's not for the business per se, but it's more so we like to draw back the curtain and show people what it's really like. So maybe we do a good job in doing some of the videos, but... We, tr we actually, we're not aiming for perfection with the viewers. We're not trying to make them professional because we're trying to make them real. Real, yeah. And I think that's why we thought this would be a really cool opportunity with Sally is that uh, it's nice for people to know that um, even people that are well-known and famous have to sit down and make simple decisions like choosing a floor. So it's good to sort of show people the experiences that other people go through so they can sort of relate and then go, oh, that's an idea that someone else has liked. I'm going to try that. And then that's what we, and that's where we get our inspiration from, is seeing other people do it. Um, but we we try and show the real side of it, and not go too glossy and fake, because you then start to fall into this uh, this sort of area where there's too many fake photos, too many fake renders, and things like that. So yeah. it's nice to show people this is actually what you can expect this product to do to your home. Well, you're, you're essentially you've got to sell a feeling, you've got to sell a story, right? because I think you sell now, the sizzle. Th you do, because I think the the flooring essentially, once it's down, it's flooring, mm -hmm. right? You just walk on it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's about the service and it's about the people involved and, and the feeling it's going to bring to your home. Well, right? it really does. I mean, we picked the kids' bedrooms off the colour of the flooring because we had a painter come in oh. and he was helping us and he said, I'm putting all these pinks on my daughter's wall and trying to pick, that, pick out the best pink. And he's like, hang on a second. Got the sample of the flooring, put it up to the wall next oh, to the pink. And he's like, cool. now you don't like that pink very much, but how good does it look? With this with flooring, I'm like, I love that pink now. Yeah. So it's 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 definitely it sets the mood for the whole house. It sets all your colours for the whole house as well. And it it probably actually it just actually reinforces about it's one of the first elements you've got to think about. Yeah. Because it sets it the really tone is, for yeah. the whole build, right? Mm, I, I really do think so. I mean, you might not like a as I said before, you might not like a colour of a wall or a paint or a cabinet or a curtain, but if you put it against something that you know you're going to have and it goes with that, then you start to like it even more. And, and then, it, then it, the flooring sets the mood for the whole house. Yeah, absolutely. It's tricky too because it's the very first thing that you pick, but it's one of the very last things that goes in mm. as well. Mm, so you've right. got this entire gap in the middle of like, I hope this is going to work. I hope this is going to work. <laughs> we haven't had anyone call us and say it didn't work. So we, we're 10 out of 10 at this stage, but uh, it's, it's a weird how it's start and finish and you just sit there waiting mm. the whole time. That's the importance of samples, right? So, yeah. And I think that... And understanding the natural variation. That's right. I think these are big board samples too, aren't they? Correct, yeah. yeah. These are the 850 long. Yeah. Um, so they give you a better idea of, of how it looks. Um, they take up a little bit more room, but you get a much better idea off it. And I think one thing that we haven't, like that we were discussing earlier in regards to the flooring is, yes, it's it's easy to pick. You can go and have a look, see what you like and match it up and whatever. But then there's also the other elements that you have to get right. And that's one thing that's been done really well here. Uh, we were discussing before how many bags of prep had to go down to get the floor right. 
um, the fact that the installer and the customer collaborated together to make sure that the hallway was run and started in the centre as opposed to the wall so they could have nice even edges on the side of the hallways. And then the fact that you've got a, a 5G click, which is a bit quieter, but then you're doing the right thing and you're sticking it and, and all the right procedures are being followed as well. So whilst it is just the last thing that goes down, it seems like a pretty simple solution and, and just just flooring, um, the way that you do it and the and the way that you set it up is, is it whether it's going to fail or succeed. But um, it's those finer details, like things like the hallway and the amount of prep and making sure that that gets done right, that's what makes us be able to sit here today and it look and sound so good as well because that's another thing, like it's quiet, it's nice and natural looking, you can feel it's as solid as and to the eye it's brilliant. Must be your styling as well. Oh, it's all the styling, it's all about what I do in this house. <laughs> that was one thing that I was worried about. Oh, you know, it's, it's a very humble home, like <laughs> it's not going to be what you see in the magazines, but it, it's, um, it's... It's relatable. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's what's important for people because they do see these places, as you said before, in magazines and it does. it's not real to them, but that's what they want their house to look like and you have to... Be careful with those things. Well, it's funny you say that. I, I saw a video on YouTube yesterday. The the guy that just sold out of Culture Kings, at least mm. here on the Gold Coast, got mm-hmm. six hundred million dollar payout. Sell out of Culture Kings. He's got the most expensive house on the Gold Coast, and it is a resort. It's, it's a joke. Mm. It really is. It's massive. It is. It's a resort. Mm. It's he's like he's bought SeaWorld. <laughs> he's like just it. put his bedroom in the porpoise area. <laughs> it looks like, like it. it's it's massive. But it and lacks home. It feel. does. It lacks a feel. That's it's what we were just about it's show. It's a show home. Yeah. And I think and and I think uh, I think that's what's beautiful about this place is that you walk in the front door, it's all opens in front of you. Mm. And it is humble and I think that's there's I think there's no more beauty than humble, right? Mm. I think that's the best thing. So you've done this stressful. Mm. Right? Yeah. Mhm. Anything else you got on the mind? Like you're thinking, well, I, I heard a mention of a pool out the back. Yeah. Like that's is, the next year's. Yeah, that's a next year. That's a 2024. Yeah, <laughs> <we> future problem. <laughs> it's supposed spent, to be exciting. <laughs> we yeah. spent way too much money on this house. And we're like, oh my gosh. So, and plus, I just couldn't deal with any more dust and dirt, which yeah. goes with renovating. And I just needed to be at peace for a little bit. Yeah. I think that's it. that's another important thing about when you, when you renovate or if you build a house. Um, you need to just sit for a minute and then think about what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what extras can you add on to it if you want to add any extras onto it. And so, you know, there's future things in in the works, but um, yeah, right now we're just sitting and we're just getting the feel of it and feeling like we're in our own home again. Well, I guess you need to live in it, right? You've, you've worked so hard to get to here and you don't want it to be a constant war zone oh i know it is right. with the kids anyway right? oh my gosh i mean as josh <laughs> could see all the handprints all over the tv oh, yeah i'm a big av guy yeah i'm triggered by that yeah i'm like that that's I'm sorry I but it, it it's too. all no, no no i saw it before you mentioned it uh, I, was, I, know, I was like i can't that's so why i'm sitting here looking this way right because <laughs> i'm about to go way. get a, a piece of towel and just spray <laughs> and fix can, it right please <laughs> i would love for you to go and do that it would be great but then it's just going to be back there this afternoon and that and that's it isn't it that's parenting right and then yeah, that, that's part of it. And yeah. everyone's like, it's just your artwork now. I'm like, is it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, look, elite athlete, mm-hmm. mother, wife, TV presenter, home renovator, which is the hardest job? Oh, 
I think all of them at once. That's what we did. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's what Good we were answer. doing. Yeah. We we we, we moved from our house in Runaway Bay basically as Harry was born into a rental property and then we moved again from a rental property into our rental property when it became available um, and then we started this renovation when he was four months old and then I was still working at the same time. I started back working as we were still renovating when he was four months old. So wow. I've done it all at once. So now I'm just like the rent. It, it's and then wasn't Dancing in the Stars in all that as well? Wasn't that within all of Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was. So, yeah, there's been lots of things happening this year. And I'm just glad that it's all quiet and it's Christmas time and we're in our house and I've got beautiful floors. Yeah. And, I, and I'm... Time to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, it, Christmas is here this year? Definitely. Showing off the house, yeah. Yeah, well, we have a big Christmas Eve party happening, basically bringing the whole village into my house, hopefully out there in the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to show off my floors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. From the outside. From the outside. Yeah. You can only look through, yeah, the, through window. the windows. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's funny that you mentioned the word village because now, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, but when Sally messaged you, you were in Cambodia. Yes, was. Right? Mm. So doing what you do. I think that's what kind of made it funnier yeah. as well, I think, because it's like, whoa, and... <laughs> Not to not to fangirl like like you threw me under the bus before. But That's fine. <laughs> if I if I can loop back around when we when I was younger and, and training in athletics as well, I thought I was going to be, you know, I had the same dreams of yep. being. In the next Olympics. Usain Bolt. Hey, well, maybe not Usain. Shorter Bolt. version, <laughs> just a slightly shorter version. I think hey. once I stopped growing past five foot, I realised I'm not probably not tall enough. Yeah. Um, no, but I would always Sally was always known to our family um, purely because we was someone we would look at. And be like, that's what you need to be if you want to excel. Yeah. Um, and we were joking before because I had always made the comment that she would be at training well before all of us and long, long after it, um, which I kind of understood is actually due to, due to transport. Yeah. Not <laughs> I thought you were training more. <laughs> it wasn't because she wanted to. It was just necessity. <laughs> so when like I first, had no choice. <laughs> so to get back to what I was saying, when I first got yeah. the message, the first thing I did was to message my mum just to say, holy, look at this. How cool is this that she's messaged? She would have no idea who I am, yeah. and she didn't. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of cool to then tie it all together. And actually, I think you brought up – did you bring up Cambodia before I did? Or I'd mentioned I was in Cambodia and then yeah, – Yeah, you said – Did you see that before? I'm trying to think of what order it was. You said you were away because you were doing something in Cambodia. Oh, and then you jumped and had a look yeah. at it. Yeah, and then I had a look at it and tried to figure out what yeah, was going Yeah, so I was on. in Cambodia at the yeah. time doing something, and then – I think we ended up having quite a few more conversations about Cambodia, nothing even to do with the floor. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's sort of where we sort of steered down that path of talking more about that, and which is, I guess, a passion yep. that I think both of us probably have. Yeah, okay. It's, it is funny, though. Like, you've built your house. Josh goes overseas and builds <laughs> house for people. Greg provides the uh, supplies for people. It's, it's funny how the world works, right? And then we all end up in the room together. And I just talk crap. Right, so I just end up being uh, in the pleasure of your company, but let's. I want to go back to Dancing with the Stars because we haven't touched on that yet. Mm. Now, because we're supposed to be talking about flooring. Yeah, we are, no, we're, no, we're okay. trying. No, we're trying not to talk about. That's flooring. all we talk about. This is the thing, right? <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm going to get there. You're going to be blown away by oh, what right. I get to. Hear, right. So, right, right. so segue. How, how does the floor compare to the dance floor? 
<laughs> well, the thing I didn't know about dance floors is they have to be slippery and mm. you have to wear, like, you, you wear felt shoes when you dance so that you can slide along it. So every time I wear socks, I'm constantly practicing my dance floors <laughs> on, on my dance moves on this flooring. So mm. it works really well. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what's that movie with Tom Cruise in it? When Risky Business? Like, yeah. Oh, Risky, Risky Business. business. Yeah, Risky Must have you done this down the hallway? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't? <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons you get floorboards. Like, yeah, yeah, the floor, floor, only it? reason yeah. why I get floorboards is not <laughs> so you can slide down there. It was, was funny because I was watching you. You should have been oh, – I was watching Ellen on, on um, the Instagram as well and she was with Tom Cruise. That's what reminded me of it because she was talking to Tom Cruise and they were sliding along her floorboards on her stage. It so could be a marketing thing, eh? It could be. <laughs> it, it definitely could be. It Getting everyone to be. do their slide. Yeah. Up to the floor. It's How like far can you slide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I, saw, I, I saw another video that was about a uh, – a professional long jumper and a gymnast, and they were seeing who could jump the furthest. Oh. And it was end up being the gymnast could jump further than the than the than the long jumper. So pretty pretty freaky. Like those gymnasts are they are pretty super freaky. freak. Yeah, so really super are. fit, super strong, super strong for the Broncos, mate. You might get uh, some players for the Broncos. Yeah, what do you think? I don't want to talk about the Broncos, <laughs> Good. okay? Let's until, not do nec- that. until next year, I don't yeah. want to talk still about football. Yeah, still recovering. I'm still hurt. I'm yeah. still very hurt. Do you, do you watch football? I do, yes. You do. So yeah. you saw the heartbreak? Yes, I yeah. did. <laughs> That's why we don't talk about it. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you Are you a Broncos fan? fan? I'm Gold Coast and Broncos. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, you I wouldn't claim the Gold Coast, though. At the moment, it's good to be a Broncos. Well, Desi Hasler's in the house now. The ex-manly guy, like... I'm good with that. I'm a manly. Yeah, there we you go. Remember. We're manly, yeah. yeah that's, that's right. So manly. Very, very good. Uh, okay, so Sally, the transition from uh, elite sport to life after sport, mm. you be, that would have been difficult, right? It was really difficult. Yeah. And I don't think I got to sit down and really reflect on, on my career because I was straight into real life. Because I'm the sort of person that needs something to do. And... I didn't have anything sort of lined up. So I'm like, okay, we went straight into renovating a house, which is down the road from here, um, and having a baby. And I didn't really sort of stop and think about um, what I had done. And I think that was good and bad. Like I kind of have phases now where I'm thinking about my sport and I still wish I could run. I still wish I could Mm. sprint. And in my head, I still can. I'm still the Olympic champion and I can can go to the Olympics next year. No no problems. (laughs) I can win that, of course. I go out and run and I can barely break 13 seconds for 100 metres now. Um, That's that's still really fast though. You said 30 seconds? Sorry, sorry. Whatever you can hear. Is, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it, it is difficult. It's, um, it's still sort of, it, it's still hard to take sometimes because I'm, I'm out there at the track and I'm coaching some athletes at the moment. One went to the World Championships this year in Budapest. And hopefully she'll be at the Olympics next year. So that's still my sort of foot in the sport. And yep. I'm still getting a bit of taste of it um, every day and every week. But um, it still takes a lot of time. And I think I'm just getting to that point now where I, I feel like I can watch a hurdles race without getting too emotional now. Yes. I, get it, I get emotional for different reasons and watching my athlete compete. It's funny that I, I, I played footy from the age of six till I was... I finished 29 and yeah. played some reasonable football. Like I was no by means a elite athlete. But when I stopped playing, I didn't watch a game of yeah. rugby live for about four years. Wow. I could not go to the ground. I was just like, I had to sort of, I had to walk away. Because you wanted to be there? Well, because I, I would, you know, yeah, because I was like, I was ready to finish. I knew I was ready to finish because when I stopped playing, I sort of didn't miss it. 
but I didn't also put myself in a position to miss it. Yeah. So then finally, after about four years, I went and watched the footy and I was like, oh, I feel comfortable now yeah. that I can actually be here. But it was, it was actually quite – it was very weird – when you take something away with it that's been, been that's been your whole life, it's your whole life, yeah, and then suddenly you you have to you have to find that time because it's a lot of time, mm. and and it's not until I guess you stop you realize about how much time you committed to it. Yeah, that's right, and it's it's every day. It's like if you're not at the track, you're at the physio, or you're at the massage, or you're doing a recovery, or you're just literally having to be at home eating the right foods and staying healthy, and it's just you're, you're constantly thinking about what your sport is and what it means to you every single day because it's like, oh, I can't be bothered to just have a salad today. I want to have a big, mean <laughs> hamburger. Then you're like, oh, I better not because I've got to, I've got to do this tomorrow and I've got, to, or I've got to run this afternoon. And it's just – it's constant all day, every day. Yeah. If I can ask, and I guess because I'm, I'm not sure if I'll get an opportunity to ask um, an Olympian again – it was always, I, I'm just remembering from back being as a kid, like it's always the dream of when, you know, you're in athletics, that's the ultimate. Yeah. But I understand how much you, you're trained and you're committed 100% all day, every day. Did, when, you, when it came time that you actually got to the Olympics for the first time, were you in the moment or were you so concentrated? Like I've always mm. wondered, like, do you get that opportunity of going... I finally made it. Yeah. After everything and after every burger that I've skipped, I finally, <laughs> yeah. I finally made it. Like, do you get that moment? Yeah. Yeah, you, cer- you certainly do. Um, I think you, if you're good enough, you can have both at the same time. Wow, yeah. So when I'm – I think I've said this quite a few times to people is that when I'm on the, the track, when I'm in front of that stadium, in front of 100,000 people, 80,000 people, even five people – I'm at my happiest. Yeah. I'm so calm. I'm so comfortable being in that position that I can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's where I enjoy it the most is mm-hmm. being down at that start line yeah. in front of all of those people because Af- it's competitive and it's a competition. That's what I love. Yeah, yeah. After you win the gold medal though, do you then get to have the burger? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Have about 10. Yeah, good, yeah, and good was the burger. Have, Still wearing the throw up thing. because you're so <laughs> Greg, not used to all that yeah, yeah, junk yeah. food. Greg's, Greg's thinking about the burger. I ask all like the that. important questions and I'm ah, like, I, want a, I need that voice that tells yeah. me, no, you don't have that <laughs> burger because mine goes, oh, it's you know what, you want a burger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so far no. he's chipped in for Broncos and burgers. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, but it is though. That is really important because at the end of it, that's what we feel is our reward, reward yeah. and you can go and have a glass of wine and not feel guilty or you can go and have a burger and not feel guilty because you're like i earned this i really want this and that's what's in the back of our mind when we're starting on the starlines like i don't want that gold medal i want that burger yeah <laughs> yeah but no you earned it as well yeah. great question i told you yeah. Yeah. so so I, I actually went back and watched your race again and like you you didn't know you'd won right so what what does that feel like? You cross the line and it's still, it's. I, I was sitting there and I knew you'd won. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like going, "Oh my god!" Well, it's funny because it looks like I didn't think or didn't know that I had won, but I, it was it was a really confusing race because I thought I had won, but then when I looked across, because Dawn Harper was like two or three lanes away from me, and I didn't, I couldn't see her through the whole race until the finish line. And when I looked over when I crossed the line, I'm like, oh, hang on a second. She's closer than I thought she was yeah. at all through the whole race. 
maybe I didn't win. What if I didn't win? But oh. I know that I won. So why is it taking so long to put it up onto the screen? And like, it's TV, it's dramatic. You know, it's not about us athletes. It's about making this. <laughs> it's the drama. They'd be microwave seconds though. Yeah. They'd be microwave seconds yeah. waiting for it to pop up. Oh, they, they, it was, I think it was 37 seconds that I had to wait for oh. my name to be put up. Yeah, and it shouldn't have been that long. No. Like, those guys in the, in the photo finish, they knew exactly who had won. They, well, but, but, they would have had it lined up already. It's the announcers, it's the producers, it's the directors. Saying, hold, make her wait, hold. make her wait, yeah. make her wait. Yeah. Let's make this really dramatic. Because it was so major for Australia, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And but that's the thing, like anyone watching it knew you'd won, yeah, because it, it was it, although it was super, super close, yeah, you, it was obvious that you had won two hundreds of a second, yeah, but wow. it's that's really, it's close. really close. It's it really wasn't close. a Usain Bolt, no, like it was, it yeah. was super close, but close. that's you know, and, and I guess when you look at the flip side of that, you know, that two hundredths of a second has changed really it. changed your life. Yeah. Mm. Like and it's it's also changed Dawn Harper's life. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so when you actually sit back and go, wow, like it's two hundredths of a second, just like that, and yeah. everything's different. It's basically the same time, but it's yeah. not. And that's what makes gold and silver. And it's like, well, really, we were exactly the same. Yeah, like there wasn't and much you get difference th- in that. You get to thank the public transport of the Gold Coast yeah. for that because <laughs> you had to start training. Right, two hundredths of a second. The it's bus. the extra training because of the bus, right? <laughs> <laughs> For the extra training, that's what go to the extra two. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the waiting around. Absolutely, but no, no, it's the extra training, not the bus. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it Dawn Harper that ran second? Yes. So who was it that's running second after you broke the hundred meter egg and spoon race for Guinness World Records? <laughs> <laughs> Do we know? Who was running second on that? Was it a solo? It was event? just me. No. Just you. Just me. <laughs> so record holder. <laughs> you want to try for it? <laughs> I couldn't run 116 seconds. Do you want to try for it? That was a dead. You've just been dead. You've just been you know dead. Do you know what we could do? We could have the fastest egg and spoon race sliding event down these floors. Down the f- Maybe. You know what, that, that's, that's a Christmas Maybe. event. That, Maybe. Christmas that could be a, raise the, money. the annual Christmas you event. You know what I'll do, though? We'll get some videos. I'll take my young fella to the park and I'll run with an egg and spoon and see how far I can get. Yeah. Without, without, oh, yeah. Just without passing out. how far I can get. And then if I do... Do it first without the egg. See how what your time is first. Okay. I'm curious on that. I'd be dead after. <laughs> this will be funny, though. We will, we will do that. Yeah. Hey, did you ever... Um, did you ever hear, hear the crowd? Yes. While you're running? Yeah, I think the first time I ever heard a crowd was at the 2006 Commonwealth Games in Melbourne. Okay. Obviously, you're an Australian, you're running at a yeah. Commonwealth Games in your home country. Um, I've never heard the crowd before, probably because we don't get much of a crowd at oh. home. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. It's because you're concentrating. Yes, oh, it is. It's all of that. <laughs> um, but... I was halfway down in the 100 metre heat and I just heard this roar, this like hush going through past my ear. I'm like, what is that noise? And I realised it was the crowd cheering wow. for and me. I feel like it pushes you. Yeah, it was, a, it was the most amazing feeling that I'd ever felt before in a, in, a, in a race. I was 19 years old. I was excited to be there. My first senior individual Australian team and I was like, this is, this is incredible. And that's I think, gives you the bug and it makes you feel like you're a bit on a, on a drug, on a bit of a of a high mm. and you want to keep getting more mm. and more of that it, it inspires you each team that you make um and yeah so at the olympics i wouldn't say i heard the crowd when i was racing um 
But afterwards, you just hear that noise, that scream that everybody... I Probably it was myself screaming, but you know, I just say everybody else was as well. Everybody was happy. Everybody was happy for me, Absolutely. surely. We just the ones that were going for everybody else in the race. They were just sitting in the crowd and, oh, just another convict. One of our throwaways. Another one of our throwaways, my good, yeah, you know. Yeah. And my family... Like, I wasn't even really a convict because my mum was the one who moved over Australia. So they, 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 do, um, they do sort of play me sometimes over there. So yeah. It was good though. I mean, I had them on my side. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so you've, yeah, you, you've you've lived an amazing life so far. But l- let's get back on. L- let's get back on track. Okay. Pardon the pun. Um, any tips for renovators? Like any t- like because I'm sure yeah. you've. I got a list. I, I've spoke to a mate of mine. He said we need to start a podcast. He's just renovated his house. Mm. Yeah, it's because I got a heap of stuff. Yeah, it's. Um, I think you just have I, – I, a lot of people probably give this advice and I, I've seen this advice everywhere when I was renovating this place as well and it's always know exactly what you want because if you start looking at all these different designs, just stick to that one design that you want, that one style that you want because otherwise you can get so confused and so distracted by everything else because that's what happened to me. I'm like, oh, but this looks really nice mm. and what if I go sort of like Art Deco and it's like you do not want that. <laughs> you don't want that. You know you don't want that. It yeah. looks cool in that picture yeah. Yeah. but in real life it's not cool for you that's not what you want and just stick to what you want um and i think that's why we were able to have this beautiful design in here because we just stayed true to what we wanted we wanted the clean lines we wanted the whites we wanted just the light airy feel in the house um and i think that was that was what we just even though it was so tempting to go different ways we just sort of said, no, come back to it. Come back to this because you'll be so disappointed otherwise. And obviously being patient and know that uh, <laughs> six weeks to go means another 12 weeks to go. <laughs> There's always like double that time frame because I think I kept saying to my husband, how long have we got to go? How long have we got to go? And he goes, six weeks, six weeks. I'm like, you said that six weeks ago. He goes, yeah, another six weeks. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So there's a lot of patience that are involved with it, a lot of frustration a lot of frustration and not everything is going to be um, go 100% according to plan and budget for that as well because um, that can blow out very, very quickly. Yeah, I guess you, you do need to have a bit of a war chest, don't you, just mm. there in case. Now, I hope, hope you don't have to use it. Yeah. And you can buy a TV without fingerprints. <laughs> right. Well, or At have a TV without children. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so Josh, when... From from your perspective, so from a from a store's perspective, when someone comes in and mm-hmm. and they've got a vision, mm-hmm. how do you foster that? How do you glean the information from them to be able to know, you know, what's the best product and how you're going to suggest something to them? I, for us, it's always actually just been asking the right questions, or as I say to my team, if you want better answers, you need to ask better questions. So it, a lot of it comes down to us asking questions. And enough questions so that the customer actually realizes themselves that they do want what they think, or sometimes there's another option or selection that becomes really obvious. So I think it really comes down to breaking it down, and uh, as Sally was saying, like not getting, making sure they're not getting excited by a really glossy picture. Yeah. And sometimes you get people and they come in and like, I want a bit of this and a bit of this, and they're trying to combine like six different elements, and mm-hmm. it's like you're missing the point that the, I think the photo is what looks good in this one you need to work out what is the most important part of the project. And luckily for us, it used to be the kitchen. They used to say we work from the heart of the home out. But now all designers work from the floor up because it makes the biggest impact. So we, we give it enough time to ensure that both parties understand that that's the exact 
product that's going to suit them and it's going to be the real show of the property, not combining seven different elements that, that sound nice in your head. Yeah. So it's breaking it down into really simple things because often the simplest projects at the end of the day look the best because they get the chance to show themselves. And I think that's the thing for the renovators is when you are going to all these trades um, and wanting like a certain tap or a, or a cabinet or a flooring, you ask them as well, what do you think I should do? Like this is the colour scheme that I have but I'm not sure where that style is going to go and what colour flooring I need or what colour taps I need for that. And because the, the tradespeople are the ones who have seen it all. They've been in different types of houses, they've been in different styles before and they know what works with what um, type of flooring or different tap or cabinets. They've, they've seen it before, they've seen everything. They've seen all different types of styles. So ask those questions yeah. as well if you're unsure because they're the experienced people. Um, and that's what I did to all of my tradespeople. And sometimes I would ask them, oh, what would you do in your house? And then if they can, if they can answer that confidently, then yeah. you know that's the way you should go. Yeah. Well, it's an absolute collaboration, right? So I think that – and it goes from the ground up, again, another pun. But your collaboration with Clever to ensure you're providing the right product. Mm-hmm. Then your collaboration with the renovator to ensure that they're getting what they want. Mm-hmm. And I think that unless it's viewed that way, it just doesn't work. And I think the one thing that I've noticed with you, Josh, especially, is how hands-on you are and how, you know, I guess you want the best. Yeah. Because it's going to reflect on you at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, it's going to come back. If someone comes in and, and Sally goes, oh, it was, it was Mark, it's flooring. And, yeah. But if they go, oh, it's Mark, you know, Josh, and I trained with him. <laughs> right? She remembers, yeah. Oh, I trained with him. And, you know, he was going to be big. He was going to be real big. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just running down the back of the group. I wasn't even in the club. <laughs> uh, but but I, think it's, it, I think it has to be a collaboration. Yes, most yeah. definitely. Because yeah. then you're all on the same page. You all understand what's going on. And it doesn't have to be – it's stressful enough as it is doing it. But if you can work really well with any of your tradespeople, then it makes it a lot less stressful. And I think communication as well. I think from what you were saying when you were working with Michael, yeah. And I don't know what other difficulties you had, but just it sounded like you had a few nightmares. Yeah, it's just it's just things don't always work out, do they? And and something is a lot worse. Like this this underneath this flooring was so uneven <laughs> and oh, so out of level and. That was really stressful because then we had to work with different people to try and how do we make this level? How do we make this? Because the floor, you can't put the flooring on it if yeah. it's not level. It was really out of level. We had a, we had like, what was it, a 50 mil puddle in the middle of this whole house when we had a big downpour when we didn't have a roof on. Like, how do we fix that? Because yeah. you can't put flooring on top of that. Yeah. Well, we talk a lot about floor prep here on the yeah. on, on the podcast and how important that is. And yeah. one of the, one of the uh, sayings that we keep going back to is you know if you can't afford floor prep you can't afford your flooring no. yeah and it is the 100 percent mm. most important part yeah now greg floor prep for even for as what sally's experienced even for a brand new build or a reno like it's you've got to start there right it's got to be it's got to be done um and i think that's as josh said communication yeah. collaboration that sort of stuff that has to start from well before us so the people that create the products for me to sell to josh for josh to then on sell they have to create a product 
um, and pass it on to us where we're very understanding of what the capabilities are, what the tolerances are, what it needs to perform at its best. And then we need to be able to sort of pass that on to Josh and his staff and say, well, this is what it is. This is how it needs to be laid. This is what you need to do. And then obviously they need to be able to comfortably tell that to the renovator as well so that they understand the benefit of floor prep because a lot of people, like I've been an installer, I've sold retail floors, a lot of people say, oh, that seems like a lot of money. But what's the alternative? Mm, Is the fact that you you can put it down, it can sound great and look great for a couple of months maybe if you're lucky, but then in 12 months you've then got to go through all of this procedure again. And Mm -hmm. Whereas if you spend the money now, you get it right, and there's that understanding beforehand that this is how it works, then it doesn't become an issue. And then what you end up is having a nice level flat floor that doesn't make a noise. So I think that's where the communication, the collaboration is important all the way through. And for stores uh, or for salespeople um, to not be scared of talking about that as well and making their customers understand that. Because as Sally said, there needs to be allowances in the budget for things that could go wrong. But then if they don't know that that's an aspect that could go wrong for their flooring and then the layer gets out here and goes, well, you do have a big dip in the middle of your floor, it's going to cost you X, Y, Z. She goes, whoa, whoa, yeah. well, hang on. Like I've, I've allowed for more in X, Y, Z areas, but mm. this was something that hasn't been discussed with me. Now why am I having to pay that? So the fact that that's understood, incorporated and done, it means that this floor will succeed for such a long time. So yeah, it's a conversation outside of the whole project that really... Yeah, it's easy to sell a floor. So do you like that colour suite we'll yeah, put in your right. house? That's it. It's harder to say, look, just before you, we do this, you do need to know that this is a possibility, this is a possibility, but if that is gonna, what is going to happen, this is what we're going to do to make that work for you. And that's when, you, as I say, you end up with a floor like this one where you're not going to have to do anything to it again. I think that's where the experience comes in. I don't think that's probably where someone like Sally, that's how people usually select some of their trades is... They've got experience. They've been through. They know yeah. what goes wrong when you don't do certain things, um, and they can scare me enough to realise I need to do that to yeah. do it right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a massive leap of th- leap of faith. No matter what you do, right? It really is because you know you've you've reached out to uh, a page that you've seen on Pinterest, mm. and you don't know what you're going to get on the other end. And it is a massive leap of faith. And I guess every every step of the way with a renovation is a leap of faith because you don't know how it's going to end out. Yeah. You, you hope for the best, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, you've got really you've gotten lucky, right? You've got you've got trained with me. Yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. That's but it's, that, but you just you just don't know, and you, you you don't know if they're going to be dodgy people, and their their flooring might be really bad. But how would you know that? if you don't work in the industry as well. Like, I'm lucky my husband's a plumber. He works in construction. He understands all that as well, so I have that on my side. Mm. Um, but if, what if I'm, I didn't have that and you just trusted anybody because that's all you know. You don't yeah. know any difference. I think so. we dealt with the builder too we worked out in the end, didn't we? The, the guy who did the job here? Yeah, I think, I think we dealt so. with him a couple of times yeah, by chance. Yeah, so, yeah, it did fall into our favour. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, something, sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Yeah, so. just, just on that though, like when you reach out to a page like Josh's, when you look at it, does that give you more confidence when it is a well-presented page with like good content showing the natural type of floor or, or say an interview with Russell at his house and things like that? Well, does that, that then build your confidence... 
to go, okay, I think this is the guys that I want to use. Yeah, most definitely. Because you see, you see the face behind it all as well. And you say, oh, that guy's actually, he's a part of the whole, the whole thing. He's part of the Instagram posts. He's part of um, speaking to the clients. And you don't get that everywhere as well. So I think that gives you a lot of confidence in, in the company as well as when the, the owner is there and he's willing to be a part of the whole story. Yep. That's what I like the most. Oh, I think uh, absolutely. I think that it's it's so important that you you said get behind the curtain, get to know the people because at the end of the day, the floor is just the floor. It's it's the service. It's the level it's of the service, service. It's the yeah. commitment. And you know, Josh, you said something really smart there about you want better answers, ask better questions. I think you, you, you can't afford to, you don't have robots in your in yeah. your showroom. You know, they they know the questions that's, to ask, yeah. and I think that's really important because it's really important. You cannot. You, it, it's not square peg, square hole. No. So you've got to be problem solvers along the way, and I think that it's as Greg said, really easy to sell a floor. Yeah, sure, this is great, great color, whack it in. Yeah, but make sure it works is then. Yeah, but to to go through the process yeah. to know, and I think that y- you know now, and you'll be able to 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 uh, to recommend Josh mm. if you see fit because you know that the process that he's gone through has worked. And I think that's really super important. He's, he's picked a quality product. He's got quality service. And at the end of the day, it's a, it's a beautiful home. Well, when you have the quality service, it allows that renovator to feel comfortable with, with what they're doing. And it's like, it's like anything. If you have that and you have the educated uh, employees to help those renovators or those, those people that are trying to do something nice for their home, um, you don't want it to just fall apart and then come back on your business as well. You, you, even though it might not have been their fault, you're still going to go back to them, well, this flooring didn't work, did it? But it might not have been... <laughs> the flooring's fault but you need to have those people that can see the future and what it takes to just put that flooring down first and um i think we we were lucky to, to have that not lucky we have a we have it's a great company but you uh, have built a company that allows people to feel comfortable when they are renovating and when they're starting that process yeah. and that yeah. means we've done our job right yeah absolutely feels comfortable that's the key to the whole thing absolutely look uh sally it's been amazing Thank you for opening your home to us. It's been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more, to see your beautiful home and your renovation and, and hear the, the great praise you've got for Josh and for, and for the guys at Clever for the product they provided. And, and I'm, I'm so happy now to hear that you knew you won. Right? <laughs> and that the guys up in the booth were just all stuffing us around. They were, right? they, were right? they, just, they were putting a TV show on, basically. Yeah, real life <laughs> drama. Yeah, yeah. Real life so drama. at the end of every episode, we do what is called the Fast Five. Oh dear! Right, so it's five. It's five quick fire <laughs> questions. Now, uh, it's they pre- always say just the first thing that comes to your mind. They're, like, yeah, yeah. they're pretty hard. They're pretty. <laughs> Nothing's coming to my these mind. These ones are straightforward. Even okay. I got through them. Yeah, they're, they're pretty hard hitting. So you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. if you need to take a deep breath, do it now. Okay, uh, beach or bush? What do you prefer? Uh, bush. Bush. Okay. Wow. Michael's excited about that. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. No. I, like, I didn't either. I was like, this has got to be beach. Uh, okay, then uh, one food for the rest of your life. Pasta. Okay, nice answer. Good choice. Good That's choice. a good answer. One movie for the rest of your life. Oh, cool Runnings is the first thing that came to my mind. Feel the <laughs> rhythm, feel bad. the rhyme. That's not bad. <laughs> that came to my that's mind. I'm bad. like, oh god. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's cool. Hurdles final. I don't mind it's, watching. It's <laughs> the fir- that's the first time Cool Runnings has been mentioned. I like okay, it. That's, that's good. a good. One. I'm going to watch that this weekend. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite holiday destination? Uh, Switzerland. Oh, wow. 
had a friend just go to Switzerland. Not that I went, I've, I've never been there for a holiday, yeah. but I would love to because I've raced there so many times yeah. and I love wow. it. Beautiful, absolutely oh my, beautiful it's like place. A, it's like walking into a picture. Yeah, it's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Not cheap though. No. <laughs> Not cheap. I won't, be, I won't be able to do anything. No, <laughs> you just you just walk in, walk down the street and you hop in the cab and go back on the plane. Exactly. It's about it. It's cost like you 10 grand. I had a great time <laughs> being in a picture. <laughs> just take a photo. Just take a photo. Yeah. Just, walk, just have a picture on your wall. That's it. Okay, last one and this is the big one. And this probably, you know, you being a, an elite athlete and a TV presenter really probably hits, hits home to you. Spray on or roll on deodorant? <laughs> <laughs> what? Who writes these? Spray, definitely. Uh, roll on is just unhygienic. Really? Oh, what? It is. You just... Because you keep rolling, you say the pits yeah. all the time. Well, yeah. yeah. What if okay. someone used it without okay, your that, knowledge? That, that, that is, freaks that, me that out. That's risky. like toothbrush, though. You don't yeah. pass your do you roll on. Some people, people are gross. Ooh, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let's let's do the fast six. Let's do the fast six. Would you use another person's toothbrush? No, I'd rather my teeth fall out. <laughs> I've I've been places where someone has said to me, "Can I borrow your toothbrush?" Oh. And I went, "Are you serious?" That's the day you're no longer friends. Yeah, and that's it. I've never seen them again. <laughs> they were dead to me. That same wow. show I was telling you about before that I was watching where a lot about Carter Hannah, someone used the other person's too. Because that might have been the first time he asked. It, yeah, absolutely. He might have actually just gone ahead and used it other times. Yeah, yeah he may have used it. Exactly right. That's frightening. <laughs> but what you don't know won't kill you, though. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Sally, that's it from us. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again. Thank you for opening your home. Josh, amazing, as always. Greg, thank you. That's it from us on The Underlay, and we are out for the season, and we shall see you early in 2024 with Michael back on deck, maybe. And that is it for the gold medal episode of The Underlay. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to The Underlay. If you want to hear more, follow us on all good podcast platforms.